Welcome to the Labor Force Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Strukin, proud member of New York State United Teachers, celebrating 50 years this year. On today's show, we got two intersecting stories that really indicate another push and pull of where we are today. Bill weakening Florida's labor laws advances in state legislature. Business Insider out with a piece, Gen Z will change capitalism as we know it. Then, the labor actions are taking a holiday break. Teamsters expand DHL-CVG strike over unfair labor practices. We'll wrap up with more Starbucks union busting exposed. So child labor making a return in 2023. Seems we have a standoff that's really been brewing for the past 40-plus years now coming to a head. One side is obviously for true progress, while the other wants to put us on a slippery slope backwards in an age in which capitalism has run amok and everyone increasingly knows it. Here's Florida ABC Action News. For Saunders at the state capitol, a bill weakening Florida's child labor laws is now making progress in the state legislature. It cleared its first committee hearing on Wednesday, but its future remains uncertain. For 16-year-old employees like Logan Schulenberger, House Bill 49 is an opportunity. I'm trying to get in the workforce. You know, the more experience you have, the more likely you are to get hired in the future, right? He was among the supporters who spoke in favor of Florida's loosening of child labor protections on Wednesday. It's up to the kid to know their limitations. Specifically, this bill removes current curfew restrictions on 16- and 17-year-olds, letting them work before 6.30 a.m. after 11 p.m., more than 30 hours a week, plus on days before class. So it's for here to go. It also removes mandated 30-minute breaks after four hours of continuous work and limits city and county governments from circumventing the standards. This does align us with the federal law and 24 other states, mostly blue liberal states. Rep. Linda Cheney listed the reasons she's pushing the policy, saying it'll help bolster Florida's workforce, keep hazardous work restrictions in place, and grant kids who want to work a chance to do so. They want to work. This bill gets government out of their way to choose the path that is best for them. There were plenty opposed to the idea, teens included. We do not want minors who go into high school working 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. How are they going to function at school? Democrats tried in vain to water down the proposed changes, but lacked the votes to make it happen. No, the amendment fails. In debate, those members warned approval would hurt kids more than help. So we just recently passed a, uh, a law uh, having the school day starting uh, later because teenagers need more sleep. I don't see how this bill helps that. I really do encourage us to let kids be kids, which is a phrase that my colleagues have loved to use these past several years. And I don't understand why now they're a youth worker. They're not a kid anymore. HB 49 still has a long way to go before it even gets close to the governor's desk. But momentum before session suggests it'll continue to move when lawmakers gavel in next month. Now, here's something to keep in mind. This policy does not have a Senate companion bill just yet. And the Senate president, Kathleen Pasadomo, a fellow Republican, told us recently she's unsure what to make of the idea. She said she'd probably be more supportive if the bill didn't go quite as far. That's the latest out here at the state capitol. I'm Forrest Saunders reporting. The Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association is for it. No surprise there. Low wages, high turnover. The Florida PTA is against it. Opponents raised the alarm that it would hurt children from low-income families particularly. 
Some blasted lawmakers for seeing an opportunity to replace the immigrant workers that have left the state since legislators passed more restrictive laws policing undocumented workers. You heard Representative Susan Valde invoke a familiar theme of let kids be children. The Republicans sounded as laws were passed restricting LGBTQ materials in schools. Representative Jeff Holcomb of Spring Hill evoked his experience entering the workforce at 12 years old and blasted the commentary as grandstanding. Now, you can't possibly be a high-functioning student with this kind of work schedule. Let's just forget about public education and let teenagers jump headfirst into capitalism. But since we're not going to do that, on the school start time point, back in May, Ron DeSantis signed into law bipartisan legislation HB 733 that requires the instructional school day to begin no earlier than 8 a.m. for middle schools and 8.30 a.m. for high schools in the state beginning in 2026. Florida is the second state after California to mandate later school start times statewide. Teen students in Florida deserve the opportunity to start each day awake, alert, and ready to learn wrote American Academy of Sleep President Jennifer Martin, Ph.D. The measure to loosen child labor laws is part of a trend in certain states around the country. Florida is now the 16th state to introduce legislation rolling back child labor protections in the past two years, and the 13th to do so this year, according to the Economic Policy Institute. Arkansas's Youth Hiring Act of 2023 eliminates work permits for 14- and 15-year-olds, and Iowa's youth employment measure allows 14- and 15-year-olds to work in meat coolers and industrial laundries, and teens 15 and older can work on assembly lines around dangerous machinery, according to U.S. News and World Report. I worked part-time in a small grocery store when I was 16 and 17 here in New York. Closing time was 10 o'clock, and I worked hard, but I also had time to excel in sports and overall have a well-rounded experience. Today in New York State, to work between 10 p.m. and midnight on a day before a school day, 16- and 17-year-olds need written permission from a parent or guardian and a certificate of satisfactory academic standing from their school. When school is not in session and during vacations, 16- and 17-year-olds may not work more than 48 hours a week, according to the New York State Department of Labor. So rolling back these regulations is a slippery slope not towards some notion of libertarianism, but directly in favor of employers will be emboldened to push the envelope. This last clip from the Florida hearing is instructive on that point. There have been, uh, for the past several years, there's been hundreds of um, labor, child labor violations here, including a 195.8 increase between 2000 and 2022. Adding this child, this bill here, do you think that would increase that and the child would be taken uh, advantage of? Statistics suggest they would be. Representative Cheney. Thank you, Chair Soroy. Uh, thank you, Rep Casello, for that question. First of all, this bill is not about children. This bill is about 16 and 17-year-olds. These are youth workers that are driving automobiles. These are not children. Um, there are hazardous waste protection, hazardous workforce protections in place in Florida that are more stringent than the federal protections. And the study that you reference is 281 individual cases which any, any just one case is too many, but 281 out of the, you know, the you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of workers um, is maybe not as much as the percentage that you presented. And I would say that if there are violations that are happening, there are laws in place, those violations should be reported, those employers should be held accountable. Yeah, good luck with that. And yes, 
Each and every one of those 281 cases matters tremendously. Gen Z is just not going to take it anymore. A 2023 Business Insider survey found that 28% of Gen Zers, ages 18 to 26, prefer socialism over capitalism, the highest of any generation. This reflects a lack of confidence in capitalism, driven by dissatisfaction with high costs of housing, health care, and education, as well as widespread inequality. Gen Zers believe the current system benefits a small elite and are skeptical of the trickle-down theory. While some advocate for a complete shift to socialism, others call for reforming capitalism by addressing inequality and investing in social programs like universal pre-K and free community college. Seeing corporate greed in the news every single day makes it understandable that we'd want something better. Ariana Pakora, the 19-year-old communications director of the Gen Z-led organization Voters of Tomorrow, told Business Insider, I don't necessarily think that means socialism. I think that means making sure the system that we're working under is really doing its best to support as many people as possible. So two opposing forces, one has to move, and you can't hold back an entire generation. Echoes of UPS with the DHL action. DHL provides courier, package delivery, and express mail service, delivering over 1.8 billion parcels per year. That equates once again to exorbitant profits, with minuscule return for the workers operating at unsafe conditions to get those packages out as fast as possible. Here's an overview courtesy of More Perfect Union. This past year, we've had very, very many, many, many injuries. Like someone almost got squished between two cans uh, filled with freight that were thousands of pounds. Rampant Tug workers at the only DHL Superhub in the United States won their union election with the Teamsters back in April. The Cincinnati-based workers have been negotiating for their first contract since July. But the union says the company has stalled in contract negotiations and that DHL has been engaging in unfair labor practices since workers started to organize. Workers are now striking to force DHL's hand. Working conditions are tough inside the company. People are working in lower staffing numbers than as we were previously used to in years past. The company is able to squeeze us out for every last dollar that they can based on our crew size. This toll it takes on our bodies, on joints, backs, knees, it's adding up on people. What we do is a dangerous job out there. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of stuff that can go wrong. A lot of equipment is frankly either missing or outdated or not working. Recently we've been having incidents where majority of the tugs, especially the older models, where the gasoline fumes are leaking into the cabins. Now we're always encouraged to take those to maintenance, but we feel like those are just being duct taped together and returned to the ramp. I don't think they're doing all of the necessary checks for their inspections and they're being returned to the ramp and they're asking employees to use them for the entirety of their shift. In addition to fighting for safer working conditions, the union is pushing for wage increases. The parent company of DHL Express reported an operating profit of $9 billion. But those profits are hardly shared with the workers who generate them. It's not even a question of what kind of value workers produce for this company. They produce everything for this company. There are other DHL and Teamster facilities and other labor contracts across the United States that receive compensation to a scale much higher than us. We're asking for what's fair not less or more. Despite the conditions they faced, the workers on the picket line are energetic and ready to secure a fair contract. Personally, my first time picketing, but it's been a good time. I was dancing a little bit earlier. I'm sure people see me, you know, just trying to have a good time, keep it lighting. But you do that, just bring the energy. It also bring a little bit more focus to what we're doing. I think we feel empowered. I think we feel like we are standing strong or some would say standing on business. 
I think we are here for a very good purpose, and I think all of us know that, and I think all of us are very passionate about being here and showing that we aren't going to work unless you give us what we want. We all have struggles of various kinds. We're trying to make our lives better. We're trying to make our life better for everybody. What I want the people at home to know about our fight is that this is America in action. These are common people from all walks of life, all different interests that all come together and load planes and unload planes every day. We're making action happen for ourselves. We're exerting the collective power we know we have in unison, and it's a beautiful thing. According to the Teamsters Thursday, thousands of DHL Teamsters honored picket lines. Members of Teamsters Local 100 on strike against DHL Express at Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport, CBG, have expanded their picket lines to numerous locations nationwide. On December 7th, DHL walked away from the bargaining table in an attempt to slow walk negotiations until January, leaving Local 100 with no choice but to launch an unfair labor practice strike over the holiday season. Teamster members from Boston to Los Angeles have stood in solidarity with Local 100, refusing to cross the picket lines established by CBG workers at various DHL locations across the U.S. 1,100 DHL Teamsters working at CBG are fighting for similar standards and the same safe working conditions enjoyed by other DHL Teamsters nationwide. Teamsters across the country have honored our picket lines and demonstrated an impressive display of solidarity, said Bill Davis, president of Local 100. As pickets expand to even more cities in the coming days, DHL will feel the pain even more profoundly. Instead of playing games, I strongly recommend that DHL rectify their unfair labor practices return to the bargaining table, and begin negotiating with us in good faith immediately. Finally, as reported by Common Dreams, Starbucks ordered to reopen 23 stores at close to kill unionization efforts. This complaint is the latest confirmation of Starbucks' determination to illegally oppose workers' organizing, said one unionized employee. The NLRB has ordered Starbucks to reopen at least 23 stores that were closed during a nationwide workers' rights push. The agency issued a complaint stating that eight of the shuttered stores were among those that voted to unionize, and Starbucks did not notify the union in advance. The NLRB called for the reopening of the stores, rehiring of fired employees, providing lost pay and benefits, and bargaining with organized unions. Starbucks faces over 100 complaints for alleged illegal union-busting tactics. An administrative judge will hear the case if Starbucks does not comply. Also on Wednesday... Starbucks released a report that's been requested by shareholders, completed by independent consultant Thomas McCall. McCall determined that Starbucks executives who have responded to the nationwide unionization push may have violated the company's own global human rights statement, which states that the company will respect employees' rights to participate in collective bargaining. It adds to the litany of complaints detailed in the company's own report released this morning, said Marie Cosgrove, a member of Starbucks Workers United who works at a location in Seattle. If Starbucks is sincere in its overtures in recent days to forge a different relationship with its partners, this is exactly the kind of illegal behavior it needs to stop. And final reminder this holiday season from the union. Holiday season, everybody's buying Starbucks gift cards for parents, teachers, coaches, whatever. People are buying them. This year, unionized Starbucks braces are asking you to please not buy Starbucks gift cards this year. This is because Starbucks has launched a scorched earth union busting campaign against organizing baristas, including everything from firing baristas to shutting down stores. 
And the federal government is prosecuting Starbucks for over 900 violations of federal labor law. They are refusing to bargain with us in good faith. And so please, this year we are asking that you do not buy Starbucks gift cards. Use this opportunity to go to your local coffee shop, support them, support literally any other coffee shop, just not Starbucks this year. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can find Labor Force on Spotify for podcasters and select a level starting at just a dollar a month. Also, please share, rate, and review to help others find the show. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care and stay union strong.